Sonia and Sasha, for real. Thank you so much for listening to Brimbank Live and Live FM. You've got the Sonia and Sasha for Real show back for an action-packed Friday. We are talking international politics today. Sounds way too intelligent for us, Sasha. So we've got some really good people to come in and help us out with this today. But first off, how are you? We're free. How do you oh, feel? We went for dinner, you and I. We took the kids. Oh, no. It was an absolute bloody nightmare. It was. It was, it was. not relaxing play. and not fun. We really do need to teach our kid going out um, social skills once again. They've completely Correct. forgotten how to behave. They we have. have kids standing on table, oh, not table, on chairs. It was just absolute craziness, but it was so good for somebody to serve us food. Oh, that we didn't prepare. I know that we didn't prepare. But do you know what? We actually went out. This was the best part. When we got to the restaurant, restaurant, we say Nando's as a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) They said to us, let's go outdoor dining. We started classy, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know, but we have just joined the LGBTI community because they said, are you from the same family? And we went. Yes, we're we sisters. Are. Well, we are. We're business yeah. partners, so we're actually oh, allowed right. to be together. But I think that they thought that we were um, together and we just bought this trail of kids with us. <laughs> that's all right, too. And and that's, that's all right. Good. Exactly right. So, anyway. We're a beautiful-looking couple. We, were, so, oh, we are a beautiful-looking couple, I think. And our kids and all that. So, they must have actually thought these guys have just taken their kids out and um, they've I gone think, crazy because people were looking at us, weren't they? Yeah, I think they saw our faces and they gave us a pass. They just said these are two women who've been locked down for 700 years with all of those maniac children and we'll just yeah. let them do whatever they want to do. So it's a we bit of excitement in the, in the restaurant. We had a little we bit of a shop shop. around. Yeah, so we didn't go just, into anything. Did you buy anything? I bought nothing, no. I just. I, I bought stroll. this new T-shirt. It was the first yeah. shop that actually I passed. I literally walked into the shop and said, there was a T-shirt right out the front and I just went, I'll just take that. I didn't try it on, didn't do anything, I'll just buy it. I don't know why, I don't need it. Give it to me, let me buy something. But I, I tell you this, can I just please say that over this pandemic, I have um, contracted an illness. It's not corona. I've heard about this illness. It's a new one. You've, you've, you've named it yourself. I've, and, I know, and I've named it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's been going around and people have got it and they're not talking about it as much as I am. And this is my new illness. Take a breath. It's called chronic rear ear mascitis <laughs> ache because that little, um, <laughs> that's what I've got. It's called chronic rear ear. So it's not actually the ear. So don't think, don't mistake it for an earache, no. but it's rear ear mascitis ache. Now I'm okay. giving it the ache. That is the extra word. Because it's not painful. It's just an ache. It's a knot. Right. And it's from the little elastic. That's what it's called. I'm pretty sure it's out there and people got have got it. I think everyone would know what you're experiencing right now with that. Mm. Have, you it? have you got it? Have you got it? Oh, I've had a bit of I've had a bit of it. Can we make an abbreviation? It's very long. Someone say oh. that past five times. Chronic. <laughs> so it's C R E M A. What does that say? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Cream. Cream. <laughs> Do you have cream? I've got, I've got cream. Everyone's got cream. <laughs> oh my god, that is gold. I've got. We've just created an illness. We've okay. got a. Do you have cream? They're going to write us up in the medical journals because we've come up with something special over here. In, uh... I can't believe that we've got it and it's, we've given it a proper name and it's full cream. It's full cream. Like it's just cream. full it's on. And when you have cream. it, you know it. And you've almost got to re- get out in order to release the, the ache. Yeah. I think to do a cream, we need to. Um, <laughs> it's the chronic rear ear ache mascitis. That's, yeah. the, that's the new yeah. term. We've had to show it around. So what you say to people, you know, you just go, do you have cream? <laughs> yes, I have a bit of cream. 
that's what we've got. That's what I've discovered over the, um, the la- and it's really been in the last, since uh, things have opened up, I've actually had it more because that means I'm going out more. So I've got more green, really. That's what's going on with me. Now, this show is incredible. This is a massive, massive show. We are talking all about American politics. Just, you, you have to absorb yourself in American politics right now, don't you? Because it's going on, it's taking over the world. We've done our own little elections, but, you know, who knows what's going on. I still don't know who's won and what's happened. But this election has taken over the entire world. The effects of this and what will come out of it are huge. And we have two incredible guests that this show, I think, Sonia and I, it's just about listening. Like I almost feel like we don't speak Mm. because the, the information that these people are giving us, it's just absorbing right to us. Would you agree? Well, we're, we're, they're way smarter than us and I don't really care much about politics. I'm probably <laughs> apolitical. A, a, a well, I you've got cream, so how, what do you get? But, I, um, yeah, I, I pick up bits and pieces and I think I might be able to say it in a way that I seem like I know a bit more than I actually do because I just grab little bits off the news and, and uh, turn them into my own little conversation starters. But I've got a game that I'd like to play with you, Sash. Okay, oh, okay. You? let's play. That's yeah. my favourite thing. I love to play games, so just... Uh, well, I thought we'd start off because we've got, I mean, it's comedy. We're watching these two people who are barely holding it together over there. And one of them is about to leave the, you know, free world, as they mm-hmm. say. So how scary is it that we've got people who've actually quoted these things? So I've got a list of quotes mm-hmm. today and I'd like you to tell me who you think said this. So it's either, it's either Biden or, um, or Trumpy. Could it be so, Daniel Andrews? Because he said some <laughs> weird things as well. Can I just whack him in the mix or is it definitely man, Biden and Trump? Dan the man's off um, having something on the top shelf at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's having a top shelf. Yep. But, uh, yeah, this is, um, this is either Biden or Trump, all right? So okay. are you ready? The first I'm ready. One. I'm ready. Do I have to press a buzzer? No, I've got nothing, but I could spray some, um, you know, some spec savage. <laughs> what could I do? Just have to say it. All right. Okay. okay. Uh, I think the only difference between me and the other candidates is I'm more honest and my women are more beautiful. Oh, Trump. Trump, 100%. Trump, Trump. 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 One point to Sasha. Okay, one point to Sasha. All right. My fingers are long and beautiful. <laughs> And I've got a bit of cream. <laughs> one, of the heads of the, one of the highest what, what? people in politics in the world said this. Said okay, okay, my fingers. My fingers are long and beautiful as it has been well documented. And as it has been well, do- been well documented are various other parts of my body. It's got to be Trump. Correct. It is Trump. Trump. Is he's, Trump. Got oh, he's actually said that. I've never actually noticed his hands. Exactly. I'm definitely going to have to check oh. you out. He's got tiny hands. Has that's been oh, a whole tiny, thing. Hands. tiny hands. Tiny oh. hands. In fact, there's this fantastic meme going around about you his hands. Obama and Biden had the little Obama and Biden um, memes going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, Obama. Biden just wanted to be Obama's. That was really cute. So yep. this meme I found yesterday was um, Biden had gone around the White House and changed all of the soap dispensers to like mini ones because <laughs> I was saying, what have you changed everything to mini mini shampoos and mini soaps for? And he said, well, haven't you seen the size of his hands? He won't be able to... <laughs> so hang on. You know the Greek word for tiny hands, don't you? Mikra dactyla. Yeah. So, okay. So that's his new word, right? Tiny, tiny fingers. Tiny Mikra. fingers. Okay. Yeah. Tell us. Um, okay. I do not believe we have a right to tell other people that they can't control their bodies. Who said that? Biden. Oh, 
Super. Four for four, my friend. Four for four. All right. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Oh, Trump? No, Biden said that one. Biden said it. Can you believe that somebody would say it? What's the hell? I know. It's disgusting. It's, it's, it, this is, when I was researching. Wow, poor kids are just as intelligent as white yeah, kids. Well, yes. In other yeah. words, white kids, whether you're poor, whether you're, only, you're smart, and everything else is just lower. That. That's, that's a little bit white supremacy, isn't it? Well, just a tiny little bit. I think okay, that was give me another one. He was hanging out with Obama and he knows better now. Part of the beauty of me is I'm very rich. Who said that? Oh, it's got to be Trump. Absolutely. Trump, Trump, Trump. Absolutely. All right. Uh, all right. COVID has taken you, this Can year. I just say, do you not see how brilliant I am at this game? I you can you, fire this stuff up at me. I'm I know just, you've only lost I'm one. actually feeling good about myself. My self-esteem's up today. <laughs> but aren't you just blown away that people in yeah. power have said these things? Yeah, I do. People and they're on record. All right, you yep. ready? Yep. COVID yep. has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, the lives. It's just, when you think about it, more lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. It's got to be Biden. because It was. <laughs> Biden, Biden just stops halfway through and, and he's not quite sure about what he's saying, he, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it that he's calling him George Bush. I love it. Like, I, you, know. I just think, yeah, he's lost his little mind sometimes as well. Go I tell know. us. We choose truth over facts. Who said that? Well, truth and facts are the same, aren't they? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Um, I'm going to go Biden. Yep. You're cool. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Game, Sasha. You're so people good. Are gonna think, people are going to think that I've cheated because I'm that good at it. They're not going to believe that I actually know what I'm talking about because I don't most of the time. All right. Sorry, losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest and you all know it. You all know it. Please don't feel insecure. It's not your fault. Oh, it's it's got to be Trump. Trump? Please tell me, please. I'm waiting on the edge. You're frozen. I don't know what oh, to do. Thing. You are, on, what was it? What was it? It was Trump, of course. It was Trump. It was so Trump. I got ten. Have I got ten out of ten? You pretty much. I think you just this. I think you have. And what about this? Tell me. Oh, we, I'm not even going to say that one because everyone knows where you grab them and who said that. If there are no drug users, there'd be no appetite for drugs. Who said that? <laughs> Is, hang on. Is it Trump? No. Is it Biden? So I got that wrong. It's Daniel Andrews. He's, and this I don't clanger, know. And then this clanger is the final one. I've got to tell you. So I got one wrong. Oh. Only one. Okay. This, this is when. Tell us. See, when she freezes, I can't cope, right? Because I'm still trying to get this this whole quiz going. Tell me, tell me quick. The important document I've heard in, in the States, in Declaration of Independence. Yep. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women are created by the, you know, by the, you know, by it's, well, hang on a second. You, you, you cut it at the end. It's, it's definitely got to be Biden because he stopped in a – it was Biden because you know when it's a Biden, he stops and he just repeats and he stops and he repeats. He does this little – I'm actually loving all of the dances. Um, I am absolutely – because I have become addicted to TikTok, like yes. next level, yes. like so much so my kids and I are arguing about it. My son deleted TikTok on me. That was a whole, ex- that was a whole experience that we don't want to talk about. <laughs> Um, he, del- he said media. to me, "Mum, you've gone, you've gone row on TikTok." But I'm, I'm loving the the people teaching us the um, Trump dances. I just, it's so, is that what I you just... call it? Do you call it a dance? Because that looks like he's having some kind of conniption or stroke or something. <laughs> like something's going wrong. Because he's, I don't know. I've never seen. Like, I mean, you know, we're. Sp- I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm like loving the whole dancing. Yeah. I'm loving it all. All right, so tell us about this show. Tell us right, what we got, have. We've got just, I mean, I don't even know how we get. 
I don't know how we get these incredible guests either because we literally just go up to people on the side of the road and try and make friends with them. And that's but, what we do. Thank God we're actually really friendly. That's yeah, all I can say. And we didn't have to stalk anybody today. No. So we've committed no crimes to get our guests today. So um, first off, we have uh, the, the incredible Shiva Simpson. She is running to be a council person at the New York City um, Council for District 9 in Harlem. And she is a force. Oh, this woman. She's a mother, mother nature of politics, I think. She absolutely is. And she knows her stuff and she knows what's needed. She does. And she yep. knows exactly what's going on with the with the um, campaign at the moment. And she's mm -hmm. also been front and centre with Black lives matter protests and oh it, she has done incredible work for harlem I can't wait to talk to Sheba. she's and, and she's from the education right? department which is our favorite part of new york i know we do love them it's our second home it and is. um and then later on in the show we have a young person marcus napolitano who's studying international politics at melbourne university i, I met him on a zoom party secondary zoom party and I, I was invited to a zoom party with some oh. of these guys and it was fantastic so uh, we've got a very political show today. We're going to rely on our guests to make us much smarter than we are. And it's all coming up after the break. So you are listening to Brimbank Live on Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show. And we're so happy to be here with you today. Yay! We are so grateful that you're listening to Brimbank Live on Live FM. You've got the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show. It's Friday. It's our most happy day of the week. And we today we're speaking all things American politics, the craziness that's happening over there. So we need some guidance. We need a, a calm, cool, smart head. And I think we've got the best person for the job. So she's our friend, Sasha. And we walked into the room. Not only is she our this friend. This woman just was glowing oh. and she just... She was just radiating mother earth like she is mother <laughs> earth if there was um like yeah she just has this wave of calmness about her and then we literally just connected at an education department event and we sat together and we listened to each other and we talked and we instantly had this friendship and we've shared dinners and we've had so much fun and you have almost been like our little caretaker of new york and yes. we are just so proud to call you our sister you are my sisters. Ooh, from all from Australia. But you have an incredible resume. Other than being our friends, you have an incredible resume. Okay? It's outstanding. Oh, please We've welcome to the show, the amazing Sheba Simpson. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so you've been in the education sector for 21 years. You've been the Dean of Students. 22. 22 stepped up another one. We could have done a bit better Googling there. You've been <laughs> no, you're a fine. students, special education teacher. You've lived in Harlem for the last 10 years. You've witnessed the crack Thank epidemic and how it changed your community. You're one of the people that is, you know, the most outspoken in the NYC Men Teach Mentor. And you're standing for housing, education and healthcare for seniors. And you're running for Harlem in, uh, what is it, District 9. District 9, what a City rich Council. Um, so one correction, I've lived in Harlem since I was 10 years old. 10 years old. Um, yes. And um, this is my home and, and I've loved it. I've seen it go through so many changes. Um, and I've been one of those people that elected the officials that haven't been doing what they're supposed to do for our community. Mm. And I can't continue to be a couch criticizer, right? So I got out there and I said, you know what, enough is enough. And I'm also keeping a promise to myself that I made when I was 15 years old. Um, in the 80s, 
my community was being devastated by the onslaught of the crack epidemic. And then it was the beginning of mass incarceration. And I saw families that I had known um, for the five years at that time who were very close and um, hardworking people and their families were being devastated by um, those two uh, events. And so I said, I'm gonna help my community one day. I didn't know how at the time. I was 15, I was young, um, but I'm keeping that promise. Oh, that's gorgeous to be able, and, and the, the, sometimes you just wait so long to get to that purpose. And then when it does, it's almost like you sit in that comfortable seat of knowing exactly where you are is the right place to be. Yeah, it is. It feels so natural. Um, I want to thank, I always tell her wherever I go, I'm going to thank her, Tierra Stewart. Um, she is a, um, I think she's the director of the fellows for Ignite National, which empowers young women to take po their political power and get into office and run for office. And when she saw me, she said, hello, Senator. And uh, I was like, not me, not me. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yes, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wow. you can say and it. so that was the beginning of my road to learning how to run a campaign, um, learning about financing a campaign, and just really walking into my calling. So we, we're seeing over here, Sheba, that it's, it's craziness going on in the state. We've got, you know, the campaign is literally, the vote is, is just a few days away. And so it seems to be ramped up in the levels of what's going on in terms of weird stuff and crazy stuff and unpresidential-like behaviour, if you would put it that way. So what's going on over there? What's it like at the moment during this election? Right now, I know that in Harlem and I know that basically in New York, people are coming out to vote. Yeah. People are taking their ballots to the voting um, sites because they don't trust um, the postal service because we know that um, Trump and one of his cohorts, Joy, um, dismantled the machines that processed the mail. And so like literally dismantled them and sent them to junkyards, like they're scrap metal now, right? And so, and, and it's egregious because I worked for the post office prior to becoming an educator. Um, for five and a half years. So I know how huge those machines are. And for them to do it in the, the um, short amount of time that they did, that is just telling us that they're afraid. You know, it's what we, it's what we call a hit dog. Only hit dogs bark, right? And so mm -hmm. breaking down um, the postal service, which has been a staple in American life, for hundreds of years, for you to dismantle that to run an election, you know that you are not the person who should be sitting in that seat. Mm. We've seen that he's been taking away the post boxes and you know hiding them in in different places. There's some really dodgy stuff going on, you know. And then putting other and then um, putting other boxes, mailboxes, saying you know in in communities where people are getting confused, and so now we have to. You know, it's like double down to make sure that people know, don't put those in those boxes, take it to the um, the poll site or to the board of election, because that's where it's going to get counted. 
we you can't trust the male right now how can that even be happening like that's just i feel like male is like the basic thing that everybody has the absolute right to and that you pay for it's not like we get it for free and yet you just can't even trust that that's just that's absolutely crazy Uh uh-huh it is next level when you think about that that's not it's not the kind of thing that you would think happen is happening in america so tell us um what do you think, what's happening in the education system right now within America? Oh so, you know, with the pandemic, COVID-19 has, um, it shut down the world. It shut down the world and it shut down a city that never sleeps. And it put us to sleep for about six months, right? From March to, to September. And basically right now, parents and myself included are, really frustrated um, at the way the, the, the mayor and the chancellor are handling it. You know, there's a, it's, it's a disrespect. And, you know, people say you shouldn't talk about the place that you work at, but I speak truth to power. And one of the things that I've always, I'll always do is speak truth to power. And when you disenfranchise people who are already marginalized, it is very frustrating. And so parents have a distrust even further with the, the Department of Education. You know, the one thing that we do have is that we do have a governor who over time has really grown into his position and really recognizing that he is a leader of all people and not some people. And so I respect the, the decisions that he's made throughout this pandemic. I can't say that for the mayor and I can't say that for the chancellor because we are hurting right now in the education system. So what um, are some things, like give us some examples of what some of the so things students, are hurting in. So the students with disabilities, I have a child who is doubled, um, differently abled, who is struggling here um, and I'm an educator because I'm online teaching my students and my own child is struggling because he's not getting the services that he legally is supposed to have. He's not getting the instruction that he needs. He's not getting that, that, that focus, you know, come on, Noah, you can do it. He's not getting that encouragement, right? And so I'm an educator who was able to, during the summertime, create a schedule for him that really helped him to really, not, excuse me, over the spring, that really helped him get to the next level because of I was at a regional enrichment center, right? And that was a place for first responders children to go. And because I was like the principal there, he went along with me and I had an amazing staff and we were able to work with his teachers to create a schedule where he was able to get what he needed. That is no longer in existence. So now parents are figuring it out the best way they know how, right? That's first. Then you have teachers like myself who are working remotely. And so we have 60, in my school, 65% of my students are online from my school. And you have teachers in school and there's only five to 10 kids showing up for school. But yet, and still the lights are on. Yeah. You know, and then there's this disconnect that some principals are still trying to run schools like we're in brick and mortar and we're in a pandemic and you're still trying to 
put more work on more on top of more work for teachers who really just want to help their their students um, just be engaged as much as possible remotely, right? And so those are the things that we are facing right now when we're facing um, top leadership leaving um, expeditiously out the out of um, the Department of Education because now you know the curtain is drawn. These people are getting six, you know, six-figure salaries, and you can't figure out how to appropriately open up a school system during a pandemic that keeps everyone safe. And so now they're true, the, the, you know, the truth is coming out, mm -hmm. right? Everyone thought it was the mm -hmm. teachers. It's the teachers, but you know what? The teachers are the ones on the front line, right? We're the front line. We're the, the cushion between administration and, and uh, families, right? We're that cushion. And so it's a lot going on. And it's, and it's, I can say as a parent and as an educator, I'm not happy. Mm. Well, we've, and I know that we can do better. We've been homeschooling our kids. We did 31 weeks of homeschooling our children. And I would absolutely say, and neither of our children have special needs, although at some point I think that we did think they did. But at some point, you know, neither of us, you know, did have that. But I would have to say by far it was one of the hardest things that we've ever done. I, I can't tell you how many times Sonia and I have, um, you know, called each other crying from, from how hard it was. Would you agree, Sonia? Oh, totally agree. Yeah, we nearly lost our minds. So yeah. we, to, we need to take a break, but we need to come back and talk about, we've got to talk about what you think what's, is going to happen. We got, is it Trump or Biden? And we want to dig into, you were on the front line uh, of the Black Lives Matter protests in our, in our second home. And we want to hear all about how you think that has played out and you know how effective the protests have been and the changes that we hope have come from that situation. But we need to take a break. So stay with us. We're here with Shiva Simpson, who's running for District 9 in Harlem, our second home. Yes. You're listening to Brim Bank Live on Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha For Real Show. We'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to Brimbeck Live on Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show. We're speaking with Sheba Simpson, who is right in the thick of the political goings-on in America. She's actually running to be a councilwoman in New York City, uh, Harlem District 9. And she's with us today and she's sharing, us, sharing with us just exactly what's going on over there. And we've got, in the few days, Trump and Biden, it will be... You know, everyone's heading to the polls if you haven't pre-voted. And that's something that's new this time around, I think, this in this four-year lot, that there's 60-odd million people who've actually already voted. So it's a really good sign that people are getting passionate about this and that they are wanting change. Do you, do you think that that's what's going on, Sheba? Yes, I think it is. Um, I think people are weary, but they're not defeated. Yeah. And so they're, they're finding their ways. Um, to the polls, um, and and they're making accommodations for our seniors. Um, when I went to vote the first day of early voting, I had I saw seniors with their walkers, with their canes. You know, I took several seniors with me to the voting um, site because everyone is tired. Yeah, we're tired. You want to be able to rest at night. We could at least sleep at night and didn't wake up in the morning and see something on the news that really terrifies you that we might be in another war. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's really, at this point, people are saying, you can take away the, the, 
the polling sites, you can take away the, the machines at the post office. We're gonna find a way because as a black woman and, and we, we find a way, we find a way. Resilience, hardcore. The resilience, the, the mm. internal fortitude is amazing. So I was watching uh, one of our uh, morning shows here this morning and one of uh, Trump's previous advisors, Anthony Scaramucci, was saying, um, you know, he was, he was an advisor to Trump, uh, you know, in the White House before he was fired. And then he spent the next couple of years, you know, still being an advocate for Trump. And then he said, you know, as soon as um, he started to separate families at the border and, uh, you know, you weren't separating mums from children. He said, I couldn't stand by and, you know, support this man anymore. And he said, under Trump, we are sicker and poorer and less. And, and less of everything, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's so will mm. Biden do a better job? I think so. Um, I think because he has evolved as a human being, because if we, if we look at him from the 70s, we'd be like, we're not voting for him. Mm -hmm. But I think that as, as human beings, as we grow older, we learn from our mistakes, we meet, we encounter people that um, really make us think about the biases, which overt and covert, that we've had towards them and the stereotypes that we've had about them, and we, we evolve. And I think that being around um, Barack Obama and his family really helped to help helped him to be evolve, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that when you have friends, friends help you. And so I think that once he gets into the office, he's going to have help because you can't do this job alone. Mm -hmm. No job. Do you job, think he's right? a little bit too old? Do you think he's old? Too old. Well, look, look. This country has been built on old, white, rich men, conservative men. And you know what? Ronald Reagan's wife helped him through his last presidency. People don't know that, but she did. And so I believe that, yes, age has a factor with all of us. But I also think that um, Trump is old as well. Mm. Oh, he's, he's, he's in his seventies as well. Yeah. And, and he has not evolved. He's actually gotten worse. So, um, and go ahead. Sorry, Shabi. No, can you please okay. continue? Please continue. No, no, no. It's just basically, we just hope that Biden comes in and we, he does the right thing because people are going to hold him accountable. I'm holding him accountable. I expect when I, when I win my race for people to hold me accountable. Yeah. Absolutely. There's been lots of talk that um, that Biden won't be in there for very long because he's just kind of holding on right now. <laughs> he's sort of, you know, he goes, off, he goes off on the little tangents and stuff. And so Kamala is going to come in and she'll be, she'll be president after that. What do you think of her? Um, honestly, I like Kamala. Um, when they were saying, well, who's Biden going to choose? She was not my first choice, right? But then you think about um, people and you think about the seat that women um, sit in sometimes. And again, people grow into themselves. They grow into their positions. Um, and I believe that she's going to remember her HBCU um, heritage. You know, she went to um, Georgetown. No, I'm sorry, Howard. 
She's a Howard person and she's going to remember where she came from, you know, because at the end of the day, this is a moment in history that we really should be pushing our leadership to be inclusive, diverse, and progressive. And I think that she has all of those, those qualities. Well, we know that you have all of those qualities. So <laughs> we know that you are going to absolutely smash this election, which is coming up soon for you. And we wish we were there to, uh, to be flying the flag for you. Because I think when I look at all those rallies of Trump and Biden and the, the crazy people that show up and put pom-poms up in the air, I don't know <laughs> what kind of people they are. But if it was for you, I would become one of those people, Sheba Simpson. Oh, so thank you. Thank you. I'm hoping that by the time my, my race is... Um, in full flow, you know, it is, well, I'm campaigning now, but next year, I want, I hope that you ladies can come and be with me and, and be in the winner's circle. Oh, oh we, we could get, out, not, not just out of our country, we've got a, a, a little curfew on how far we can actually travel. So if we could actually get out of our 25 kilometers and even make it to the airport, <laughs> let alone get on a plane, you know, on, I put on so much weight, I could fly myself there right now in this pandemic. <laughs> You know, like you have no idea how much we miss you and love you and, you and want to see you succeed because you really you. are just this incredible woman that really needs to be in this place and the people Thank will you. actually flourish from having you in this place. And it's not, a, it's just not me. It's, it's a collective. It's the community. Oh, I'm just a vessel. And that's I'm you. just the vessel. Oh, that's how gorgeous you are. You're passing it on to everybody else. And that's what makes you even more special. We love you. Thank you for Thank sharing you. your knowledge and insights with us today. Sheba Simpson, uh, councilwoman extraordinaire, brilliant force, war, passionate, fiery. You can feel it when you sit and stand next to her. And we love having you on board. Thanks <laughs> and for she's a good, on you and Sasha she's show. a good friend. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. And you're my sisters. Thank you. Oh, we love that. Well, we'll take a break. Bring Bank Live on Live FM. This is a Sonia and Sasha for Real Show. You're listening to uh, Bring Bank Live on Live FM. This is a Sonia and Sasha for Real Show. And we have an absolute treat. It's been a very political show today, hasn't it, Sasha? Because uh-huh. we've, we've been talking politics with yes, um, our, our friend Sheba. We've had the quiz at the start of the show where I quizzed you about Biden and the other bloke. Um, and I have <laughs> still no idea. <laughs> And now we thought we'd do something a little bit different and we'd get a young person's point of view because you and I are 23 and a half, so that's getting a bit old. So I think we need to get a young person's point of view. And I happened to meet this amazing young man the other day when I was invited to a Zoom. I didn't have to stalk this guest. Did you go to a Zoom party? Unheard of. I was invited to a Zoom party. I love it. From some some students that I'd spoken to a year ago. And they invited me to a Zoom party. And then I, I said to this lovely gentleman, what do you study? And he said, international politics. And I was like, right, you need to come on to the Sonia and Sasha for Real show and tell us all about your politics. So can everyone please go crazy for Marcus Napolitano. Yay! Welcome to the show. Hey, Marcus. First of all, you love your name. Love, love, hey. love your name. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hope you're all doing well. Oh, and the fact that you're studying international <laughs> politics in scares Australia. Me. Scares me. Scares me. Don't know anything about it. And <laughs> there is never a better time in history that you could study something because not only are you studying it, but you're learning it and thinking it and breathing it every single day with what's going on in Australia. Yep. I know it's such a diverse subject and as you said, like you are living and breathing it daily. Like you don't even have to go to a tutorial to learn um, this subject. You are literally in it day and night, sleeping or alive. You are there. 
you don't need to do a class. You just watch the Dan Andrews little um, things on on um, on Sunday morning, and you go, my tutorial is done. <laughs> do you know what I love? I've been watching the memes um, on, on right. social media, and they've got um, you know a history of twenty twenty, and the volume is like you know thousands and thousands of pages that you have to study when you get to university. Poor old, poor, poor um, history students studying. 20 when they get down and when we get down the track a little bit. Oh. It happened. We had a bit on that year. Bit on. Yeah, bit going on. Bit going on. Now tell us a bit on. Yeah. Right. Get into politics and want to study it. Well, I know this is going to probably sound a bit weird, but um nothing's weird. It's 2020, really Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> um I was actually a bit um, intrigued by the leadership um, spills in the Labor Party between Rod Gillard Rudd that really got me involved into wanting to understand a bit more about our political system. And I just couldn't come to understand how our Prime Minister changed. It seemed like on a daily occurrence back then, but... um, and even back with the Liberal Party on how that changed consistently. And so that really made me interested to get to know politics, get to know what I'm living in, who governs me and who has control over me mm. um, as, as a way of just going about life and getting to know why I'm like, what is leading me around the world to do the things that I am? Well, it's the government and who are the politicians and that's politics for you. Wow. And you've you've certainly Mm -hmm. lived. How old are you, Marcus? I'm 18. Okay. So you've certainly lived a very unique time in history of Australian politics with the, the, you know, like it's almost like from right when you would have probably been able to understand it, you would have been changing prime ministers and it's been such a big topic. Whereas for years before that, you know, you, it, you know, we had one prime minister for years and it never even changed. So certainly it's, it's been something different for you. Tell us, what do you think about what's going on with American politics right now? I mean, that's another crazy um, thing. I know American politics is just uh, so different here to Australian politics. And you think Australian politics is really, really, really bad. Well, just take a look at America. That is a completely (laughs) different story. I think when you have to consider um, a politics in America right now, you have to consider the pandemic. This is a country that is on the brink of collapse. They are fighting for their lives and it has to happen within a presidential election year. And the discourse between um, politics there compared to Australia, whereby we don't have a businessman running uh, to be our prime minister. There you can be a businessman or a, uh, a singer and Kim Kardashian's husband. Um, <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is really doesn't matter who you are there. You can become the president of the United States. Here we're more ingrained in having some sort of a political um, background in that. But there it's just completely different in the way that they're going about their political arena and the discourse that goes about that. We think that we're bad here in the way that we insult each other, Labor, Liberal, Greens, etc. There it's actually that what they're trying to do is they're trying to find something against you that you would have done way back when you were a teenager and they're trying to put it against you and label you as whatever it may be. So it's it's really, really, really controversial there compared to what it is here. But it seems like that Trump 
can get away with anything like what he's he has a list of of long things that he's done back back in the day of back in the day and it's kind of like he has rules for him versus other people they've they've said one particular thing back when they were 20 and now they're completely labeling it with him whereas he seems to be able to get away with a lot more that's just what i've been able to say what do you think about that mm. i do i think you know he is able to get a lot um get around a lot of things and not be that accountable and transparent and it's probably because of the system in how it's run there you know they do have a separation of powers they have the congress they have the judiciary but here our prime minister is also a member of parliament and you've got to understand that so they're constantly accountable to the parliament and that's where all members of um that represent us in electorate sit and so forth of that nature and he's accountable he has to do question time every single day that the parliament sits the president doesn't have to do that he can veto any bill that he wants he can basically put down an executive order like building a wall using military funds at any of his at at his discretion so what it goes to show is the role of the president head of government and head of state is completely different to something like here where you're prime minister is just the head of government and yes with that you can get away with a lot because the president is the commander-in-chief he's the head of the american army he's the head of america you're going to be able to get away with a lot so what do you, because i think probably this is a personal thing because i tend to just not really understand the whole system but how so I'm looking for the comedy in politics, you know, and I think in Australian yeah. media, a lot of the media outlets go for that. They, they show us the funniest, stupidest, craziest, you know, parts of these candidates. But what do you think of both, you know, people? Do they have some decent policies behind them? Do you know, what, what, what do you think about Biden? And then what do you think about Trump? I think Biden is someone that um, has had 40 years experience or greater in politics. So he's very knowledgeable and he has some really good policies, progressive policies as well, but also liberal policies. Um, and they not only address centrally the economy, but they address other issues such as climate change, race divisions and foreign affairs and trade and so forth of that nature. Um, Trump is basically centred around the economy yeah. and that's where his policies lie, central to the economy. So in an American sort of sphere, the economy means everything because economy means power and it means maintaining that superpower status. Mm. So Trump as a businessman is taking his businessman knowledge in, in you know, inflation terms and putting it into a political scene, which seems really, really, really strange. But the economy in America somewhat is, did improve from Trump. Employment did rise, but it all came crushing down just at the start of this year. So I reckon in regards to Biden, his policies are more broad, but Trump is centred in the economy with his policies. And that's all. Do you think a businessman can run a country? Like properly? Like, you know, like you uh, look, when they say a oh, business, you know, if you can, he can run successful businesses, obviously he's made some money. He's had that you can put those same um, values to run a country. 
I don't think you can because a country isn't centred around the economy. I think we've come to learn that during the coronavirus pandemic, you need to address the health issue before you address the economic issue. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different aspects to the sovereignty and to the composition of a country, foreign affairs, trade, the the domestic economy, um, health, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think you can be a businessman and know what, you know, how to cure coronavirus and, and so forth of that nature. Being a politician is an occupation whereby you're able to obtain advice from every single like source and knowledgeable area and be able to have the courage to make that decision. A businessman is going to make a decision based on what's good for them in an economic sense. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can necessarily run a country and be a businessman and run it correctly, if that sort of makes sense. Mm. Or have empathy for any of those other really important things like education and health and, you know, senior, you know, citizens and all of those things that, you know, take compassion and empathy and understanding you know, to, to, that's um, right. Yeah. A sense of even being seen by the, you know, the president and being understood on any kind of level. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? So what do you think now, Marcus, do you think that um, young people are are more aware of politics and do you think that they're more into it now than, than before? Because I've got to say, I don't really, I've had not really had any conversations with young people about politics and certainly no no one as knowledgeable as you about the whole deal look what I think with that is I think youth of our current generation is centered upon taking politics on singular issues so you're going to have that individual that is an activist for climate change you're going to have that individual that is an activist for black lives matter you're going to have probably an individual that is centred upon those true things, for example. But as I've said, politics is more broad than that. And you've got to take into consideration all different things. So, you you know, with the issue of climate change, it's very complicated. And I don't think you can just say, right, we've got to reduce zero net emissions straight away. No, well, why don't you make have a strategy for a sense to slowly reduce emissions. Perhaps that's a way of going forward. It's so diverse and complicated. So I don't think the youth of our current day necessarily know politics um, fully because they're so concentrated on singular issues that you need to take in a broad amount of understandings into different areas in saying, well, if you're going to tackle this singular issue, how's it going to affect the other features? Is it, if you tackle climate change, is it going to affect health? Is it going to affect education, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think I would like to see the youth of our current um, age sort of a bit more broadly focusing from one singular issues to other issues as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah, I, I'm so fascinated with you, Marcus. I think I could talk to you for hours because I just I love that you've got this um, really knowledgeable way of, of looking at politics but also having such a fresh mind with it as well, like, you know, having and being able to see all points of view and also it's almost like I can feel the vibe that you really actually care about the country and care about the world and it's not just about the money and it's not just about that but how is how are all these people's decisions going to really affect us? How do you think um, the American election is actually going to affect Australia? Well, I think the American election is going to affect us greatly, both domestically 
um, in a domestic sense and in a foreign sense. You've got to understand Australia is in a position, yes, we're an island by itself, not connected, but we are in an area known as the Asia Pacific region, whereby we have to choose right now whether we're going to stick with China or where we're going to go with America. And so America is pushing us so much to get on its side and to be its sort of gopher in the area, in tackling China, in tackling to ensure that the Asia Pacific region, and especially areas such as the South China Sea and so forth, are American centralized and are liberally, liberal democratically protected. So it's going to have a massive impact on the way that we see our political sphere, both domestically and internationally, here in Australia, because Scott Morrison is great mates and buddies with um, Trump over there. If Biden gets in, well, ScoMo's going to have to change his, his mm. tune a bit. I don't think you've ever seen an Australian prime minister attack an American president. And the reason for that is we fear them. We are their gophers. We're their little minions. So you're going to have to adapt um, to any sort of American president, whether it be um, Trump or Biden, because we rely on them as our protector. They rely on us as their gopher in the region. So it's going to greatly change our dynamic here in the way that we see politics, how we're going to address issues such as climate change and, and the coronavirus and this global recession that we're facing at the moment and the the decisions that an American president makes are decisions that are going to affect Australia. There's no doubt about that. Do you know what I feel like when you're explaining that? I feel like, you know, in primary school, when you everyone picks on this one kid, not me personally, <laughs> but, you know, everyone picks on this one kid or, or you know, yeah, you, you gang up on somebody and then um, your little friend that you've got that you gang up on everyone, all of a sudden they have a day off and you have to suck up the other people, right, just to play <laughs> with someone, right? That's what ScoMo's going to have to do. He's like, oh, he's been going hardcore Biden, hardcore Biden. If Biden wins, he's going to have to go up to him and go, so do you want to be my friend now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you want to play? Because uh, we're in this thing together now, <laughs> you know. That's and all right. of that other stuff he said, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, can, will you play with me, you know? <laughs> And That's as much true. as we want to have a, have a bit of a laugh at it, it's actually that, you know, you have to put your tail between your legs and go, better make friends with this guy now because I haven't got anyone else to play with, <laughs> you know. That is a, that's, a, that's a true assessment, Sash. That's it is. is it a, do you think Biden will get in, Marcus? Look, I think if we take into consideration the impact of this pandemic at the moment, Mm. Um, this has changed everything. I would have probably said that Trump would have had a chance if this coronavirus pandemic mm. didn't happen in America, but it has obliterated that country. Mm. Um, they're about to enter into their winter, so their second wave is going to be, well, I don't even know if they've even finished their first wave. Yeah. But it's, um, sec- it's, it's just the wave. It's a, it's a tsunami. <laughs> it's a tsunami, yeah, the tsunami that just keeps going. But I think Biden does have a good chance. But again, that goes to the thing. We didn't think that Trump was going to get in in 2016. The polls showed that Hillary Clinton um, was going to get in. She got the popular vote. She got 3 million more votes than Trump. And yet Trump got more electoral college votes and became president of the United States. So I think you've got to really look at not the percentage and the amount of um, support for Biden that you constantly see on social media, which is great. 
you got to take a look at the electoral college because that's the main thing. Is he going to have enough electoral college votes in order to secure the presidency? And that's the really concerning thing. But I do think in this pandemic time, he might just scrape over. You know, I've watched heaps of documentaries on how they do this voting and how they work it out, and I still don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. How can you have more votes and not win? I just and, and I've watched heaps of stuff to educate myself, but it's just like I go, oh, I don't get it. Mm. Sort of, don't have yeah. you. Sonia and I have both watched stuff and I come out going, I don't know. I don't understand. It's so confusing. It's, it's confusing. really confusing. And then, you add in, and then you add in things like the Cambridge Analytica, you know, social media oh. persuasion and all of that sort of thing from the last election, and that's not around anymore. It's just so interesting, isn't it? Mm. For someone who's who is is apolitical, the right way of saying I don't care about, it. <laughs> I don't really understand what I'm talking about. But do, hey, that's a good one, apolitical. Mm, this is a fascinating mm. time. And Marcus, I don't think You're I've ever had politics explained so brilliantly and so. In such a cool way, I'm real. I'm gonna I'm gonna go away now and find out what an electoral college is, and I want to find yes. out. I'm in the South Pacific region. I'm, I'm I'm on it. I'm excited about politics. And if you can do that, then you're a champion, Marcus. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much. Can I say the minute I see um Scomo suck up to Biden, I'm just gonna be thinking yeah, about you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way we're like whipping these names out, Scomo and Biden. Scomo yeah. and Trump. You know. Thank, thank you so much. So much. You're That's, absolute delight. Thank you. Yeah, really, thank we, you for having me on the show. We're at the, we're so we're at the end of the show, Sasha. I can't believe we've just had the best politics today. We've had we've have we have you we learned, learned yes. Have you well, learned I've learned so much. Yeah, so have I. What I mean what, it'll go out my head by tomorrow morning. Don't ask me any questions nah, or quiz me on nah, it. <laughs> we'll have some good discussions about this tomorrow. So we had the lovely Sheba Simpson on today. Thank Aww. you so much, Sheba. We've had the incredible Marcus Napolitano, a young person who's studying international politics, who just is just brilliant at describing what's going on in the world and how smart is this young man? Like if, if our Australian politics are in the hands of young people like that, then I'm cool with that. Yes, I I'm was thinking that, that too. I completely agree. Yeah. That's so, what you want the future to be in politics. But a big show next week, which we will uh, talk, tell you all about on our social media during the week. Have a great week, Sash. Can't wait to see you. I think I might actually get to see you. I, think, well, I know. We can actually maybe hug. I know, we will. (laughs) We'll we'll have to glove up. Anyway, have the best week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Sonia and Sasha, Brimbank Live on Live FM. Sonia and Sasha, for real.